everybody out there on the internet. It is another episode of the PlayStation Report here. I'm Frank, alongside Tyler, as always. How are you Howdy. doing? Howdy doody, buddy. You cannot come in before I ask you how you're doing. That's, I know. That's not how this works. Well, the thing is, is you added a few extra words I wasn't anticipating, so I was a little thrown off, so I just held it. Wee, 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 wee. It's cold, Tyler. It's getting it's, cold. Ooh, yeah, it's real cold. That's half the reason I didn't want to leave the house today. <laughs> I don't blame you. It was like, what, 25 now, all mm-hmm. of a sudden? Mm-hmm. It was like, eh, I don't know if I like this. My electric bill is going to go from a very nice number to a very not nice number in mm. just a short amount of time. Yeah. I don't like that. Mm. Oh, well. I mean, if it keeps you warm. True. It keeps you warm. I'd rather be warm. Eh, I could, I can live in a house that's sixty degrees. That's okay with me. Yeah, I don't need it to be. I I used to live with some people who would want the house at like seventy eight, eighty degrees. Oh, in the, the in the whoa. winter, that is way too much. And the electric bill was terrible. And they were like, why is it so bad? Why why is our electric bill so bad? I'm like, you motherfuckers act like it should be a goddamn summer paradise in here. Right. That's not how it works, man. Not how it no. works. No. You pay to be warm. Yes. I just like, I, I keep it a little bit cooler and just wear a little bit more. Hmm. Or just wear nothing at all and just wrap yourself in a lot of blankets. I, that's another option too, but you can't really answer the door like that if you if you need to. <laughs> I mean, if you're if you keep the blankets on, depends. It depends that's, if you got to walk outside or. That's a whole know, thing. If, 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 if I so think about it from this perspective, you knock on a door and then someone comes to the door and they're just wrapped in blankets, and it's not clear whether or not they're dressed underneath there kind of freaks you out a bit maybe but i mean hey maybe you don't you didn't you don't have enough time to put your clothes on or anything in your grubhub order of fucking taco bell just showed up you've been grubhubbing taco bell dude i grubhub taco bell a lot actually you should see if you can get that uh that place we we ate that uh oh shit I forget Eastern Palace Eastern Palace I think they're they're on something mm. I forget it, it, yeah and it would be funny to Grubhub that because they're five minutes away from me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's the point of Grubhub you just don't want to leave your house but here's the thing a Grubhub thing of Taco Bell so you go to Taco Bell. You could get a decent amount of food for like $5 if yeah. you really wanted to. But when you Grubhub it, now it's like $20. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's the only thing. It's You're paying for the convenience of having Taco Bell delivered to your house, and that's it. All right, so here's the thing. What if you <laughs> bought some ground beef and some seasoning and maybe some taco shells? You know, I, I could do that too. And I yeah, I've done that before, but you know... Sometimes you don't have those taco shells in your house. Well, then you make a taco salad if you have some tortilla chips. Ah, true. I always have tortilla chips. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. That's but enough. Yeah. <laughs> that's enough about that that <laughs> that state of affairs. Uh Tyler, it's it's been another week. I I won my fantasy football matchup. Yeah, I won mine too. I'm looking good. So, basically, I did the math. I'm not mathematically in, but some bad shit has to happen for me to get out of the playoffs at this point. Yeah. I I mean, I think you're in and Rich is in, and that's probably about it. Mm -hmm. The rest, I mean, there's four teams tied at five and four. Yeah. Yeah. Three, three of them, and I'm at four and four, but I had an extra buy. Yeah. So I don't know how this is all going to work, but we'll see. <laughs> I have to win this week. Yeah, you do. Because if I don't win this week, then I think I'm kind of screwed. Because, But if I win this week, I feel good about the last two matches for me. So important game. I have to play first place team. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, coming out of my buy, but that's why I've been trying to do so many deals during my buy week because it doesn't matter who I have this week; it's about who I have next week. Yeah, but no right. one wants to do deals with me. We talked a little bit before we started recording, but everyone's freezing me out for trades. Yeah, because <laughs> they know I'm up to some shit. Yeah, well, yeah, even the- even with fair trades going out. Yeah, I will admit some of them were a bit sleazy, but I made some fair trade offers. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. That's oh well. Funny. All right, enough about that. I guess I, uh, unless you have more to say about. <laughs> no, no, not not really. We'll mm. we'll see what happens. Hmm. All righty. Well, I guess we should probably talk about video games because that's what this show's about. Yeah. Uh, have you played anything? Yeah, I've played two video games, but I played a decent amount of both of them. So I played um, a lot more of Destiny 2 Shadowkeep, and I finished the story in the campaign. Um, talk about just getting you rock hard, you know? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Gripping your wang. Mm-hmm. Getting about there and just stopping. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> that's that's literally how I felt. The last mission was like so fucking rad. And there was some really cool story things happening. And I'm like, let's fucking go. And then uh yeah, then then something, you know, a couple things happened and that's it. It was over. And I'm like, are you serious? Like, it's it's a really, really short campaign when you put it all together. Um, and they definitely did a little bit of uh, making you grind a little bit just to extend it out. Um, but, I, I mean, it's good from a story perspective. It has some cool missions, but, yeah, very short. But I'm excited to see where, where some things go with it. Um, in the future but who knows probably got to pay for that got to pay to fit get you know to finish mm. that sucks mm. but um also just did a lot of things i just feel like i banged out a lot of quests which was really cool um i played a lot of gambit and crucible even some iron banner and 
man, I was rocking some fools in Iron Banner, even though I w- I'm not max power. I think I'm up to 920, but uh, just just felt good to to do that. However, they kind of changed Iron Banner a little bit now, and I'm not sure if I like how they did it. Um, and that's only because I was I just kind of ran out of time a little bit. But so you you play Iron Banner, you get tokens. And you then there's bounties you can complete and then typically you hand in all that stuff and then you you kind of level up the Iron Banner uh, and then you get engrams out of that. And the only way to get those engrams is to complete a quest. And I'm like, okay, sure. I did the for I did that quest. I'm like, okay, cool. And then that quest updated and there was more steps to the quest and it was even like a little bit more grindy sort of stuff. And I was just like, Oh my God, are you serious? Like I have all this stuff I can turn in, but I can't even do anything with it until I finish this quest. So I'm like, ah, I don't know. So maybe next time Iron Banner rolls around, I'll focus on a little bit more and finish that stuff out. But Iron Banner's fun. So they kind of changed I mean, Iron Banner is, it's the same. I mean, it's control, but if you get all three control points, that's a power play, and all the other team is locked out for, like, or something, and, you know, they call it surviving the hunt. And it used to be that way, I thought, for all the control, but if you go into control on just a normal playlist, if someone gets a power play, it's just a power play until someone else until the other team captures a point. So a little bit of a difference there, bringing a little bit more strategy into Iron Banner, which I like. Um, so did that, did uh, my very first Vex Offensive, which is a new six-player PvE mode in Destiny 2. And basically, you go to the Black Garden, this really fucking cool location, uh, visually, and you have to just take out a ton of Vex you have to do a few objectives and then you take out a really big boss at the end. And it, I mean, it's nothing new in my opinion for destiny, but it was really hectic and, and a lot of fun to do. I'm glad between this and the menageries that they introduced a few months ago. Um, I'm glad that they're doing a little bit more six player PVE stuff that isn't a raid and isn't, you know, crucible or gambit or anything. So, so I, I like that they're doing that um, just to give more options. So I think I'll definitely do more Vex offenses because there's some, some bounties to chase with them and um, they're, they're fun. It, it, it probably took me maybe 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes to get through it. I mean, it's not a short activity, but it's not a, not an overly long one either. Um, and then the last thing I did is I, I did it. I decided, fuck it, and I finished out the Festival of the Lost event. Oh, yeah. So so in doing, a, you know, finishing the story and all that, I ended up getting a lot more coins, a lot more candy, and I'm like, damn it, damn it, I'm close. I knew this was going to happen, and now, like, I felt like I couldn't play anything else until I got this auto rifle so grinded out a few things did you know iron banner and all that stuff um and got got me that 
that auto rifle, the Braytech Wolf, I think it's called, uh, 950 power, and it thinks fucking slams. I love it. Um, so I'm glad, glad I finished that out, got all the masks, and yeah, I mean, Festival of Lost is, is neat for sure. So I think I want to say it's ending it ended this past tuesday so i think it's over now that in iron banner is over so we'll see what's next for destiny probably the dawning um it's typically their their holiday event yeah so yeah i'm i'm liking destiny though it's just i i kind of felt addicted to it over the weekend just because there's just so much to do in that game now like an incredible amount of content in almost all of it's really good. Um, the gear chases is grindy and it's way more grindy than before. Kind of like I was talking about a little bit last week. Um, so I don't know if I'm going to get all the way up to the max or anything like that, but, but there's still some things that I would like to do. Still a lot of quests I got to finish up and yeah, it's a lot of stuff to do in destiny Two now. Mm. It's great. So did did a lot of that and then Monday night during that football game I played a lot more of the Outer Worlds. Oh yeah. Yeah, just kind of put that that game on in the in the background a little bit and just did a bunch of stuff in the Outer Worlds. I think I put another maybe two and a half, three hours into it. So I'm at the point now where I am about to leave that initial area basically like i got my ship all ready to go and yeah got got the part that i needed um i'm just finishing up i think you get a companion quest here so i'm, I'm doing that and that's the last thing i gotta do but yeah i i have fallen in love with this game in just the you know that that nice long meaty session i can tell that that that's how i i'm going to want to want to play this game you know it's just having a long time to be able to just sit down and sink my teeth into it because you know i'm very much enjoying the writing in this world as well and a a lot of the characters um the first companion you get wow what's her name parvati Pervard, yeah, her. Um, she's great, and I'm really enjoying like just making conversation with her. But also, like the, I just felt like the choices, some of the more major choices that you have to make early on in this game, just have so much more weight to them than almost anything I've played in a long time in an RPG. And I was just kind of like sitting there, like fuck. What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Um, things ended up kind of working out really well for me, though. Uh, I think it's just kind of how I have my character spec a little bit, which I feel like I'm going in a little bit more of a general direction, but also like I'm putting a lot into dialogue and a lot into like melee and range combat. That's kind of the two I've been focusing on. But um, just having those dialogue options just opens up so much with that game um and you can really talk your your way out of certain situations or you know have a better outcome happen for you things like that it's 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 
it's cool. And I'm very much looking to see how even those things so early on in this game still evolves over another 20 hours. Yeah. It's it's a good one of those games and yeah, it is. Yeah, I I mean I I think you're you're seeing it as well like the the restriction in scale has let them build vertically a lot. Yes. Like yes. there's there's a lot there in in that smaller area that it it's just it just feels like it's the the writing is of a higher quality because it doesn't need to account for so many things. Right. Right. And and I'm feeling like I I'm kind of going to enjoy this sort of style a little bit more restricted in scope, but maybe a little bit more detailed and better writing than here's this gigantic fucking world. Can you that, remember any side quest in Skyrim? I can't. <laughs> I think I can remember more. Yeah, not a whole lot. in not including the guild stuff. Right. Yeah. That's what I was going to bring up. <laughs> like, like the, a lot of the, the, the guilds and all that are, that's the highlight of the side content in Skyrim. Um, I can't remember a goddamn thing about Fallout 4, and especially side quest to me. Um, but what I liked about the Outer Worlds is you kind of have to go um, kind of reroute some power early on. Um and what I liked about it is, is and it hit me, is you, you're going through there and you're just exploring every nook and cranny, getting into some cool combat, finding some new items to use and all this stuff. And I'm like, this is what I like about these games the most is like getting in some sort of dungeon like area and just grinding it out in a way. And, and you're just in there for like an hour and then you come out the other side and you're like, wow, that was fucking cool. Um, just that, I don't know that, that feeling of exploration in a small area is what I like the most. It's what's a, what's what I've always liked the m- most about Bethesda games too. Um, but I, I just have this feeling that it's going to shine really well on this game and the combat feels really good. Like the shooting, I agree with you on that shooting feels good. I mean, it's no destiny or anything like that, but it's way more serviceable than even fallout four, I would mm. say. So, yeah, just liking that game a lot. The, the only thing that I that is a little bit nitpicky to me is the text, the text in the yeah. item descriptions, in the dialogue. It is so fucking small. It's crazy. And, and I mean, you, you know, my setup, sometimes it is a little hard to see things from my couch to my TV. Yeah. And there's times <laughs> more often than not with other games, I've, I've actually had to get up and walk over to the TV so I can see it a lot better just because that text is so fucking small. And I'm like, Oh my goodness. So there's that. Um, and I feel, you know, after a few hours, it's not that bad, but the menus can be really overwhelming at first. Um, with with all that they have but you know once once you get into them that's not really a an issue i think but at least for me i was like oh my god like i I felt like i kept flipping back and forth between all the menus like where the fuck am i what what, what am i looking for but otherwise yeah liking that game a lot i'm 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 just very excited to play play more of it Mm. 
fantastic. I think that's all that I played. I can't really think of anything else. Mm. All right. Uh, Well, I have a few games I've played. Uh, First off, I I played some more Project Cars 2. I am in the Formula X series. So it is the second highest. The next step will be IndyCar. But by God, this is so much better than Formula A. (laughs) The cars just feel so much more nimble and like they, they... they're just they're better cars man it's right on. I, I like better cars i like cars that handle better yeah definitely i saw i saw your rant on twitter about the oh uh, my god ai <laughs> yeah so back markers are tr- so say you're in first place a back marker is if you catch up to like say the back of the pack on a track what they're supposed to do is they get blue flagged, blue flag waves for the back, back marker, and they're supposed to get out of the way. So, well, they're supposed to let the car behind pass because the car behind is on the lead lap and you don't want to slow down the leaders because you're not in that fight. Right. So the thing that is tricky with racing games is that the AI has a hard time interpreting how to let you pass. And it's a combination of things, really, where they either slow down at the wrong part of the track or they're they're on the wrong side of the track, like they're covering up the racing line or the apex of a turn. And by God, I mean, it's it's got to be a tough problem to solve for yeah. for AI, but God, it's so frustrating when it happens, especially in Project Cars 2 where there's no like rewind feature. So you could catch up to back markers, say on like lap twelve of like a thirty lap race, and they because the AI is acting really bizarre, you ruin your race. Uh-huh. And that many laps in, it's really frustrating. Yeah, I I can I feel you on that one. But yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it a lot. I mean, see part of that problem on the, there it was because I was racing on Monaco and Monaco so fucking narrow. Yeah. Yeah. There's like, I found like two places where I could pass pretty easily. And the, and if I tried anywhere else, I'd end up in trouble. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that it, I still enjoy that game a lot. I can't wait until I move on to IndyCar because that's <laughs> going to be fun. Do a full length Indy 500. Is, is Indianapolis in the game? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. They have, they pretty much have... Oh man, most of the no well-known tracks in the world that I that I know of personally, I wow. I can't think of one. Well, okay, so they don't have Spa. I think that might be the only one they don't have that I know of. <laughs> but yeah, they they have a they have a shit ton of tracks in that game. <clears throat> All right. Uh, okay, so I guess while we're still on the subject of racing games, I I've played a mobile game called motorsport manager mobile tyler i have a sickness (laughs) in my my brain um okay (laughs) so how's this game so you're in charge of a racing team you have and it's open wheel racing you have you have to manage your team so you have your two drivers you have your um you have uh, your engineering department, you have three leaders in your engineering department, and then you can hire up and staff them with more more people to improve your car. Uh, 
you have to deal with sponsorships and stuff like that. And then, yeah, in race, well, you do qualifying and you try to find the best setup for, for each of the cars. And then you race and manage the race strategy. So, yeah, it's Ooh. it's it's a fun game. I enjoy it a lot. It's it's free. Uh, there are microtransactions. You can pump more money into your team by spending real money. Uh, but I haven't is, done that yet. Is it up your ass about it? Not really. It's just like there. So you have your money total, and there's like a plus sign next to the money total. Where if you click on that, it's like, hey, you can get more money if you like us on Facebook, like us on Twitter, or spend mm-hmm. real money. Gotcha. But yeah, it's it's not too. It doesn't shove that stuff in your face. It's it's a pretty good game. Yeah, yeah. Right on. I, I like management types of games. Uh, and I guess in that vein, I played too many hours of Crusader Kings too. <laughs> Way too many hours. Conquered Ireland. Oh shit! I so I started as uh, started in one corner of Ireland as as a guy. Uh, who owned like four counties of like I think there are like eighteen in Ireland. The way this game works, so I ended up building my way up through conquest, through strategic marriages to get certain areas under my dynasty. And yeah, now I own all of Ireland and part of Wales and a little bit of little piece of Scotland. Eventually, I'm going to take over the entire British Isles. But first, I have to make sure that my vassals don't get too powerful and revolt against me. Because that is is a mistake I made. I granted too much power to to a few of my vassals. I granted too many counties to certain people. And now they can raise armies against me if they don't (laughs) like the way I'm running things. (laughs) Nice. I kind of hope it happens. Sorry. I'm on the verge awesome. of it happening, too. I, I <laughs> Yeah. There are, if two of them team up, they can totally fucking revolt against me, so I'm trying to make them hate each other. Oh, boy. But if they catch me trying to make them hate each other, they'll both turn on me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's what a, a pickle. Yeah, I'm, I'm stuck in a pickle in Crusader Kings. But, yeah, I, I'm enjoying that game a lot. I'm... I'm kind of sad that I'm coming to it late, and but Crusader Kings 3 is around the corner next year. Uh, and I guess the last thing I'll talk about here is the big thing, Final Fantasy XIV Shadowbringers. You made it. I did. I made it. Well, I made it to fi- to the end of 5.0. There's there's a 5.1 patch that went out like a few weeks ago that has the near raid, right. and it also has a continuation of the story. But I finished the base game of Shadowbringers. <sighs> And oh, by goodness. God, it has, I think, down the last third of the game that I played since last week, it had at least three of the top moments in video games of the year Oh, for me. Uh, oh, boy. So, mm, I'm not sure if I... Do, do you want me to share them here? I don't give a flying fuck. I'm never going to play this game. Okay. So. <laughs> All right. So, uh, do you can you... You have Audacity up, right? I do. So can you just look at the timer and stop me at like maybe 10 minutes from now if I last 10 minutes talking about this? Sure. All right. right. I'm going to sit back and relax. All right. So (laughs) you know how I was talking about how uh, I thought they were eating people? Yes. 
It turns out that's fucking true. Not the exact way I was thinking of it, but so this Lord Vawthry guy is one of the Light Wardens that that I'm supposed to kill. It's revealed that he's one of the Light Wardens. It and what he's been doing is turning people into sin eaters, and the special food he's handing out is made of sin eaters. So ostensibly, they are eating. They are, it is cannibalism, and the layer on top of that is that at a certain point in the game, when Vothri's rule is under threat, it turns out that this. It's mind control cannibalism, so he can control the people's minds of people who've been eating this shit. And he uses his own citizens as a shield against against you. Ooh. Yeah. Mind control cannibalism, Tyler. <laughs> that's a thing. So that's one of the things. So eventually he retreats into this floating mountain in the sky because you you just plow through and he's like, yo, I'm not fighting you guys. You guys are just fucking chopped right through all my defenses. I'm going to go retreat. So the plan to get to this mountain in the sky is you build this giant golem that reaches up and grabs the mountain. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking awesome. By enlisting the help of like pretty much everyone you've met throughout the game. Wow. That's, that's actually really fucking cool. Yeah. So you do that you go fight him and that's not the final boss, even though it seems like it should be a final boss. No, 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 no. The final boss is this Emmett Selk guy, this really shady motherfucker. Um, so once you beat Vothry, he's the last light warden and you've been absorbing all the aether of these light, light wardens and it's corrupted light. And once you kill the last one and absorb its light, it's clear that your body can't take it. So this crystal exarch, you know, the kingdom hearts looking guy is like, yo, I'm going to take all that aether and go into the void and die with it. So all that aether is not in this world. So he was planning on self-sacrificing. And it turned and Emmett Selk shows up, shoots that guy in the back, just with a gun. Just fucking shoots him in the back. And it's like, no, we're we're not gonna let that happen. Uh you're gonna turn eventually. But I'm gonna tell you where I'm hanging out. And when you're ready to uh turn, you should just come down and face me and I'll let you turn somewhere secluded from the rest of the world. Uh, so you eventually you show up to his doorstep and it's like, and he has recreated an ancient city under the sea. Oh, Atlantis. Yeah. And this city is a recreation of his, of his city because he is like thousands of years old. He is an Assian. Assians are like this ancient race of people. And he's been feeding you this story about why the world is the way it is. And is becoming clearer and clearer that maybe his version of events are true. But the way he wants to go about shit is murderous, to say the least. He sounds like an ass. He does. He's, he basically... Mm, okay, motherfucker. <laughs> so basically... What he's saying is that the world used to be whole and um, 
your your uh Heidel so there were these two gods, Heidelin and Zodiark. His god is Zodiark that saved the world, but then Heidelin was created to keep that power in check and Heidelin eventually killed broke up Zodiark and broke up the world called the Source into its fourteen reflections. And basically, Emmett Selk is like, yo, uh, everything was divided, so your version of a soul right now is a very small fraction of what souls used to be in my version of the world when it was whole. So he basically doesn't consider you alive, so he doesn't think it's murder. Hmm. Mm. So event- eventually, there's a boss fight against this douche, all right? And... You're you're still one of your companions managed to bind the aether to make it so you aren't going to turn for a little bit, and in the final encounter with him, that that uh, enchantment starts to break, and this other guy who was who used to be a hero of this world, the first, his ghost is just his is it's just there. He wasn't like. Ah oh, man, there's a lot to explain shit. I I don't have enough time to do this, but uh he he's a hero of the first. He also has the bl- he had the blessing of light, and it turns out that he just so happens to be a splinter of the same soul that your your soul is made of. Whoa. So he co- so in the final blow of the boss fight in the in a cutscene, he turns into an axe made of light and right. Emmett Selk turns into Hades which god you just have to look I'm gonna have to show you a cutscene before we do game of the year stuff He and he's charging in at you and you use this axe of light and just fucking throw it right through him mm. oh, it's so good and the way they do the cutscene direction is fucking awesome man Mm. So good. Yeah. I feel like Square's always been good at that stuff. Yeah. Dude. Mm. But yeah, I'm at the end of Shadowbringers now and it's it's fucking wild, man. Yeah. So you and then of course there are post there are cutscenes after this too about what shit that's going down in the empire. There was a body swap. A guy that you thought you killed was body swapped with one of these Asians who managed to repair the body and use the body to infiltrate the Empire. But uh, the guy who originally inhabited that body confronted them and got his body back and killed the Emperor because he's the Emperor's brother and now he's the Emperor. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Oh, God. Sounds sounds fucking crazy. It's a, it's fucking awesome. And there's other things I'm doing in Final Fantasy now. There's uh so in Heaven's Word, there's this city called Ishgard. And in their war with the dragons, like a thousand year war they had with dragons, their city got beat to shit. And there's an event going on right now called the Ishgardian Rest- Restoration. It's a crafting event, so I've been leveling my crafting by making items to help them rebuild this district of Ishgard. I made some good rope. Ooh. I made some lumber. Uh, what else did I make? I made some 
made some bars of metal for them to use. But yeah, it's it's so within 90 minutes, I leveled like one of my crafters from like level 26 to 42, hmm. which is a huge jump. And yeah, I'm just going to keep doing that to level all my crafters. But yeah, oh God, I, I love this game, Tyler. I fucking love this game. So was the last thing you did like a big dungeon with people or something like that? Or? Yeah, so there was a dungeon. Uh, so before you get to do the boss fight, uh, Emmett Selk is like, yo, uh, before I even let you fight me, you have to go through this shit. And it's basically a retelling of how th- how the first world, the, orig- the world originally was. It f- was facing a calamity, which was the reason they summoned Zodiac. But uh, he makes you face the stuff that they faced in the calamity. And yeah, there, there's a boss fight at the end of that that is a fucking motherfucker. It was harder than the final boss fight. It wasn't uh, as cool, but it was harder. But yeah, that was a four-person thing, and then the last fight was an eight-person trial. And it was fun, because they managed to write it in why you have seven other people with you. The Crystal Exarch is, had this power that, drew, that called you to the first world. And then he's like, yo... I'm going to call upon seven other people to come fight you. So while you're waiting to queue up, there's like this circle of seven, seven beams of light shooting up. Oh, wow. I think I posted a screenshot of it on my Twitter if you want to go look at it. But yeah, it's. Ah, man, that game's good. Game's real good. I'm going to have to show you some cutscenes because some of this stuff is wild. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, so how many hours did it take you to start to finish? <laughs> From a realm reborn to now? <laughs> yeah, I would say probably about three hundred twenty. Wow. Yeah, it's it's a lot, man. Yeah, and there's still a ton of side quests I could do, but once I reached level eighty, I was like, I don't need this XP. Right. So, I mean, I imagine they're going to keep doing expansions to this game. Why not? Yeah, I mean, uh, they're doing five. They had 5.1, which is a continuation of the story, and they're going to keep doing. I think traditionally it's been like f- three patches of post game and then two patches of setup for the next expansion. Mm. So, yeah, I mean. It's still a little ways off. They say that uh, the next expansion might not even come within the next year. Gotcha. But uh, it's there's still a lot of that I need to do. There are some raids that I need to do. I need to get started on that near raid. Uh, so much game to play. Yeah. Mm. All right. That's it. That's, I think that, that does I think I hit 10 minutes. Yeah, just about. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess we should dive into some news here and get started with the best-selling games of October. I only found a list of 10 games. I'm not sure if you managed to find the full 20. Um, let me go to GameSpot quick. They they typically have a little bit more detail. So let me look that quick. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to keep playing Final Fantasy XIV. I'm not sure... I'm not sure what else I want to play now, man. That game seems to be the game that I want to play. Mm-hmm. There are other classes I want to play now, too. I want to play Gunbreaker, have a big old gun blade. Uh, 
Mm. There's also there's so much to do. There's so much to do. But getting my crafters up is going to be my priority while this thing is running. <laughs> but it's it's really wild because there's this one area where there are like, I want to say there are at least a hundred players on screen at least. Wow! All people That's just crafting and turning in their items. Phew. That is a lot. Come the fuck on. Let's do this. Uh, I guess before we get to the numbers there, I can go on something else here. So Epic has followed through with their tradition of suing people. Uh, they're suing someone who has leaked, who leaked Fortnite Chapter 2. Uh, and it seems like, hmm, this isn't the typical case where it's an influencer leaking shit. It was, this was a tester. Um, I guess this one contracted out studio that does QA testing. One of the people there is being sued for, uh, leaking things, leaking highly confidential information about Fortnite chapter two. Seeking unspecified damages of over $85,000. Don't violate your NDAs, people. No. Especially not with companies that have shown they are willing to sue people for even, like, for as for cheating at their video game. They will sue people we've seen. Right. They will sue teenagers. They don't care. <laughs> You can't play around right. with this stuff. Uh, did you find that? Uh, yeah, I, th I threw it in our dock. All um, right, I'll open that one up instead. All right, we have the top-selling games of 2019. Confuse me here. You, you pulled up GameFAQs. Yeah, it's the only thing I could find. Mm, all right, well... I guess I'll get us from started from 20 to 11, as always. Number 20, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. 19, Red Dead Redemption 2. 18, Code Vein. 17, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. 16, Overwatch. 15, Mortal Kombat 11. 14, Grand Theft Auto 5. 13, Minecraft. 12, Mario Kart 8. And at number 11, The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. Number 10, Ring Fit Adventure. Number 9, Borderlands 3. 8, FIFA 20. Number seven, WWE 2K20. Ooh. Number six, <laughs> number six, Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Five, NBA 2K20. Four, Madden NFL 20. Three, Luigi's Mansion. Three, two, The Outer Worlds. And no surprise, number one, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Mm, all right. There's some surprises here to me. All you motherfuckers fucking up. <laughs> I know. Seriously, I cannot believe WWE is that high. It's a shame. A lot of disappointed people out there. Yeah. Um, the Outer Worlds, though, being a number two. Hell yeah. I think, that, I think that's fantastic. I think it's it's great seeing that up there, even with that game on games pass on the xbox so those weren't wouldn't necessarily be sales but still having that game up there number two i think is fantastic so mm -hmm. much deserved there ring uh, fit adventure yeah I, mean, I know we don't cover nintendo too much here but damn 
in the top 10 above Zelda and Mario Kart. I, it's just, above Grand Theft Auto? I know. Wait, whoa. Yeah, Grand Theft Auto at number 14. What's wrong? Hmm. This, yeah, that's that's pretty crazy. Uh, and then, yeah, Ghost Recon seemed to not do the best. I mean, it seems like like coming in number six is still respectable for sure. Uh, but if I remember correctly, I think Wildlands was the number one game when it debuted. Yeah, but wasn't that also released in this? It was. Time? It like, was. It was. It wasn't released in a year in the same month as Call of Duty, but yeah. Mm. I imagine they were they were hoping to come in at a nice number two for October. <laughs> but um, hardware hardware sales down forty one percent over last year, twenty three percent down uh, year to date. Um, Call of Duty Modern Warfare's best selling game of twenty nineteen. Mm. So, I mean, come on, like it's Call of Duty, right? I hope they just don't go down the route of WWE releasing games that aren't good but still sell well because apparently it doesn't matter, right? Yeah, and then, yeah, I mean, the hardware sales don't surprise me at all. There's new consoles around the corner, um, and the quality of software this year has been good don't get me wrong there's a lot of games i enjoyed but there's no you know there's no red dead redemption 2 this year and that you know that's something that's sold sold a lot there's no spider-man god of war or anything like that in 2019 that's going to push a lot of hardware Nah. at least not for the playstation 4 or xbox one for the switch absolutely there's been a lot of games like that but mm-hmm. But not for the other one. So it makes sense that those are down. Yeah, I mean, there's there's not much of a reason to buy a PlayStation or an Xbox right now. It's just like, if you already have one, there's no reason to buy like the Pro or the Xbox One X or there's just, there's just no reason. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, knowing what's around the corner and that they are hopefully going to be backwards compatible. Yes, I agree with you on that. Isn't it crazy, though, to think that we are potentially, probably only months away from knowing about the new consoles, like more officially than we know now? Dude, I feel like I'm getting old. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, just... Like my PlayStation, still it's still good. It's still mm-hmm. good, it's still a good console. It is. It is. I have but a launch PlayStation of... Four, and it still runs. Yeah. Like, holy shit! This hardware actually worked. <laughs> yeah. Ah, all right. It did. Yeah. No. No. No red ring or anything like that. This generation. Yeah. All righty. Let's move on. To some other news, Bethesda has uh, brought in the Prey developer Human Head Games. Uh, that studio is closing down, and they're forming a new studio at within Bethesda. Uh, yeah, the original creators of Prey, Human Head Studios, they recently released Rune 2. 
But yeah, I enjoyed... Oh, mm, okay. They also made The Quiet Man. These guys made The Quiet Man? Holy shit. What the hell's happening? Yeah. <laughs> you make The Quiet Man and then you get investment? Somehow? Yeah. Alright, sure. Called Roundhouse Studios now. We'll see what they make. I'm Wow. I, I feel like um I just never thought that Human Head made the Quiet Man. Dude. That's just crazy to me. This is it is this is a these are weird times, Tyler. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. But you know, at least they are making the best of what could be in in a way still sort of is a shitty situation mm-hmm. of at least at least these people are going to have a job and they're just making a new studio instead of just closing that studio and it's done for good go good luck finding a new job so you don't see that a lot in the industry I do wonder what they're going to be doing. Like, are they going to be, does it, it this doesn't really say, does it? Um, no, you know, I just wonder if they're going to be more of a support studio or are they going to be making their own stuff? I don't know. Mm. I feel like Bethesda could use another studio creating new IP. Yeah, they could they could do with maybe a different style of game. <laughs> yeah, definitely. They have a lot of first person shooters going on right now. Yeah. A lot of first person games just in general. Mm-hmm. And maybe they need something different. Yeah. See. Uh speaking of differences, Jeff Kaplan. Uh, lead of Overwatch has a difference of opinion over Blizzard's decision over Blitzchung's suspension. Uh, The quote here, I was relieved when they reduced his suspension, and I think the suspension should be reduced more or eliminated, but that's just me. The Jeff Kaplan, a little bit uh, getting out here and saying some things about... Blizzard's decision making, but also saying that uh, there are a lot of different opinions within Blizzard about what happened. Right. Uh, but yeah, I think this is like the first time a first time since the incident that a uh, that someone actually said something at Blizzard. <laughs> yeah, I, I I I I do like this, and I. I I want to genuinely believe him. He seems like a honest guy, uh, for as honest as you can be in, in a vice president role in any company. Um, so it's good that he's, he's saying this and getting out there and saying how he feels. I mean, he was saying, he says it got to me personally. I think the punishment was too harsh and I was greatly relieved when they gave his money back. Um, so that's good. Um, however, I find the timing just interesting. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and him as a vice president, I'm sure wouldn't have been 
just for his own career and for that sake, probably wouldn't have been the best thing to say this immediately publicly. Yeah. Perhaps, you know, behind closed doors. I'm, I'm sure he expressed his opinions. Um, so maybe it's just more of the timing, like right as the situation was happening, it probably wouldn't have been best for him to say something. Um, he was but, probably like, yo, uh, what the fuck? I'm trying to get shit ready for BlizzCon. Why are y'all fucking up this close to BlizzCon? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, dude, I'm about to review my game, man. Come on. Hmm. Yeah, so I, what, I, I'll, I'll be curious if more people will come forward and say things or if this, if anything changes at all at Blizzard. I, I don't have right. my hopes set too high for that, but... that That's what I was kind of gonna gonna throw out there of like blizzcon kind of you know came and went we talked about their very empty apology that they had um it sounded like there was some protest there as well but uh nothing like what everyone was kind of thinking like do you think we'll hear much more about this situation or Mm, no, I don't. Th- I don't think away. it's gonna. I don't think it's gonna get any better. But I don't think it's gonna get. The thing is, is like it's not gonna get coverage. Like it, you, like yeah. they already got their initial hit, and they're just gonna keep staying the course, and people will stop talking about it because yep. that's just how the news cycle works. It's still gonna be bad. I'm not saying it's not bad, but it's it's gonna continue happening, and it's probably gonna get covered less and less the more it's normalized. Yeah, completely agree with you. Uh, all right, Tyler, do you want a new Bioshock game? I would love a new Bioshock game. Well, it appears that 2K is hiring up some people to potentially make a new Bioshock game. All right. I also saw rumors that... Mm, Okay, I'm trying to read through this here. Yeah, um, I thought I saw something about it potentially being a live service game. No! Ew. Nope. Hmm. Don't need that shit in the Bioshock games. Come okay. on, man. So here, all right. Let's see. Where's where's this quote begin and end here? All right. So here's the, here's a description of the job listing here. The story itself will come to a conclusion the world by contrast is something we're designing to be alive and engaging past the main narrative arc to leverage this we want to build a post-narrative set of systems quests and player progression that gives gives our fantastic fangirls and fanboys more content to experience on an ongoing live service basis okay (laughs) (laughs) oh man there's so much to that um first of all let's just acknowledge the end gives our fanatic fangirls and fanboys more content to experience on an ongoing live service basis what fucking job description writes that (laughs) like oh my god um but I, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't want 
live service stuff in a Bioshock game. I like Bioshock games for what they are, and that's strong on the gameplay side, incredibly strong on the story and world building side, and it's just a fucking nice, meaty 12-hour adventure. That's <laughs> what so made those games great. However, I could see where you where a team would be going for what they would be going for with a new Bioshock game being a little bit more live service because the worlds are so incredible. Let's do more with it to make players kind of come back to it and, and exist in a little bit more. However, like, like I think Bioshock one with Rapture is one of the best video game worlds of all time. And that world's so creepy and depressing, though. I don't know if that's something I want to exist in a lot. <laughs> I want to get in there and get out. But I don't know. I mean, I could see where they would be coming from, but I, I don't know if I'd want it. Um, but, yeah, Strauss Zelnick telling investors that the company has the strongest development pipeline in history. And that fans will see sequels from our biggest franchises as well as an exciting new IP. Hmm. Okay. So, and also kind of tying this back because there was a Kotaku report um, last year, I thought it was. But anyways, um, this is 2K Nevado's location is the home of 2K Parkside, which is who, who what Kotaku said is the studio working on a new Bioshock game. So I think it will happen. Um, and I think it's been it's been enough. There's there's enough time here. I mean, it's been six years since Bioshock Infinite that I think a new Bioshock game people would be really hungry for. And as long as it's done right, it's just got to be done correctly in, in in a very exciting way from just the the story side, the world and the gameplay. And the gameplay, especially, you know, I'm more talking about like the powers that you get uh, were so fucking fun to use in, in all the Bioshock games. Like those have to be really cool and really unique. They're just a core staple of Bioshock. So, so. launch PS5. I don't I don't know about launch. I could see it being revealed um, you know, next year, but I, I don't think launch. I, I could see maybe a year or two after launch, honestly. Okay. All righty. Uh, we don't have much, uh, here about PlayStation, but, uh, I guess this came out during the Xbox, uh, what Microsoft XO, whatever XO that, 19, whatever yes. that is. Uh, I put this and don't not has a new game called tell me why. Yeah, and the lead character is a transgender character. Yep. Uh, I, I guess they're claiming this is the first time that a video game lead is transgender. Which it's good that that that, that this is happening, and uh, yeah, I I want is I wonder if it's like all of the other Don't Nod games too, like. <laughs> I, I'm curious. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, Don't Not also made Vampire, so it could be different. It doesn't right. have to be like Life is Strange. It is going to be an ep- Oh, no. The entire game will release in summer 2020. Um, 
despite being an episodic adventure broken into three parts. Okay, so they're just going to release all the episodes at once? Yes. All right. Um, oh, shit, though. Just reading at the bottom of this article here from GameForm, the game will be free to those with Xbox Game Pass and available for purchase on Xbox One, Windows, PC, and Steam, but no PS4. I really thought this was coming to PS4. That's why I threw it in here. Well. Well, I fucked that up, didn't I? You motherfucker. You imagine it Making us do some stuff for for (laughs) Xbox, you traitor. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I mean, I imagine this, this will come out it'll find uh, its way over yes for eventually but um this also says the core mechanic of the game is the special bond tyler and allison share and is also a theme strongly anchored into the don't nod storytelling approach over the course of the story players will explore the identical twins different memories of key events and choose which memory to believe ultimately the choices players make determine the strengths of the twins bond in the future courses of their lives together. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And, and I, I think, you know, the transgender p- character as well, I think that's, that's a p- big step in, in just more, uh, equality in video games and representation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, hope, just I, ho- I hope they do it. Well, it looks like they're partnering with some people to make sure it's, it's right. good. Uh, on on that front, uh, I I just hope that uh, maybe they they just I just hope they're careful and don't fall into too many uh, too many tropes with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but yeah, good on them. But Tyler, we're we're, we're just going to dive right into some of the real news here. Oh, biggest news of the week! You know that Uncharted movie that's never happening? Yes. Well. Sully is a character that we need to find an actor for. I mean, he's Sully's important. Sully's an American icon. He is. And who better to portray this American icon than Mark Wahlberg? Marky Mark, baby. Uh, I'm not sure how I feel about this. (laughs) I'm not sure how I feel about this entire movie. I... I don't know why this thing even needs to exist. It's no. just like it's been a whole fucking trash fire. It really has. Um yeah, so he's apparently in final talks and originally Wahlberg was set to play Drake um a long time ago at this point. Uh but with project changing Wahlberg wanted to come back in some way. So there we go. Mm, okay. I don't believe this is ever coming out. I don't either. I don't either. I mean, I know that PlayStation productions now, their whole movie, uh, sector is kind of handling this now. So I feel like there's more hope for it than there ever was before, but still, I don't know. And it's not something I really want. I don't know if anyone wants it at all. Yeah. I, hmm. Weren't they going to make a Last of Us movie as well? I think so. I remember that being a thing. A Bioshock movie, I remember as well, was another one getting Just thrown stop. Out there. Stop, yeah. everybody. Just no. We don't need all this. 
We hardly need all your live service games. Why do we need your movies on top of it, too? (laughs) Uh, All right. Uh, We got a leak here to round out the news. Uh, A release date for Dreams. Although you can just go and buy Dreams right now. You can. But there's a release date. Valentine's Day 2020. At least leaked by a UK retailer is what it's that gonna, date's come from. I I think that's probably a thing that'll happen. Yeah. There's no reason to not believe that. Like, the tools are out there. People have been making really cool stuff. I've got to imagine they've built some sort of single-player thing by now for people to play through if that's what they want to do. But yeah, right. there's a lot of cool stuff in Dreams. Yeah, uh, there is. You just, I just don't hear about it at all. Maybe, but. maybe I need to go. Maybe that's a segment we need to have. I need to curate some dream stuff and uh, bring it out here. Mm-hmm. Oh. It also, like, yeah, you can still buy dreams, but didn't they say like, oh, the early access is limited? They they said that, <laughs> but like. <laughs> They're not letting anyone buy it and get in. <laughs> yeah. I think it's like 30 bucks right now. Yeah, it is. I wonder what it's going to release for if it's going to be stay $30 or if they're... I don't know. It's a really cool tool. Some people have done good stuff with it. Yeah. But they aren't making money from it. At least no. not yet. No. Uh, but games that you do have to pay for have released this week. New video games. Tyler, Tyler, there are some big new video games. Uh, I'm not sure. Yes. Do, do you want to get us started here? Sure. Astroneer, PS4 Digital in Retail. This game's been around for Yeah, it's it's while, been out right? on a PC and I think Xbox and Early Access. Okay. Astroneer is a space sandbox adventure where players can work together to build custom bases above and below ground, create vehicles to explore a vast solar system, and use terrain to create anything they can imagine. A player's creativity and ingenuity are the key to thriving on exciting planetary adventures. Mm -hmm. I played this, I think, earlier this year, maybe? Right. God, it's towards the end of the year, and I'm forgetting shit I played early in the year. (laughs) Oh, come on. Tyler. Really? Bee Simulator. Uh, (laughs) No, God. See the world through the eyes of a bee. Explore a world inspired by Central Park where you can take part in bee races, collect pollen from rare flowers, and and defy dangerous wasps. Play with friends or family in three game modes, including co-op PvP on split screen. There doesn't need to be a simulation game for everything. (sighs) Anyways, Contagion VR outbreak dive deep into the events of the initial zombie outbreak explore the world through different perspectives and experience the beginning of the end in our single player campaign with limited resources make your way out in free roam familiarize yourself with each weapon in the firing range in the best scores in best your scores if you can how many goddamn vr zombie games are there (laughs) 
dude. I, I feel like we read one every week. We might. I I haven't kept track. <laughs> uh, there's a licensed game out this week. Doctor Who, The Edge of Time. A new mysterious enemy threatens to tear apart the universe, and only you can stop them. Doctor Who, The Edge of Time, lets players embark on an adventure through time and space. Travel across the universe, visit alien locations, pilot the TARDIS, and solve the mystery of the controlling force behind the reality virus. Alright, Fractured Minds, PS4. Fractured Minds is an immersive, artistic, short game exploring anxiety and mental health issues. Embark on a journey through the human psyche to experience everyday challenges associated with these conditions. Winner of the BAFTA Young Games Designer Award. Interesting. Hmm. A VR game is out this week that I believe I played years ago. Dude, this was like one of the first PlayStation VR games. Yeah, I think I played it at a PSX 2017, 2016 or 2017. Holy moly. All right. Golem. Enter a mysterious storybook world and take the role of Twine, an adventurous kid who has been seriously injured in an accident. Even though you are unable to leave your bed during your recovery, you never stop dreaming of exploring the outside world. That is, until you discover that you have the ability to create and control stone creatures called golems, seeing through their eyes and controlling their actions. Uh, I believe Marty O'Donnell is on this game, uh, who uh, is the composer of all the Halo music. Mm-hmm. Or at least like the original Bungie Halo games. So, yeah, wow. Crazy that I thought it was out by now. <laughs> Tyler, you're in oh for a boy. treat. Oh, Jesus. Kittened on PlayStation VR. Fuck yes. <laughs> Take care of cute kittens. Lots and lots of cute kittens. Get points for keeping them happy and lose points for everything they destroy. Use points to upgrade your tools. Get an automatic food dispenser or clean up poop faster with the Poop Scoop 3000. What awaits inside the next box? Probably more Oh my poop. god. Oh boy. <laughs> Kittens poop a lot. You, you probably yeah, you probably dude. want that poop scoop three thousand. <laughs> I kind of wish I had one right now. To be honest with you, mm. fuck. Wow. All right. Next, there are too many games this week, Tyler. I'm not sure if you scrolled down, but there are too many. Yeah. Games. Too many. Too many. If there are yeah. more than ten games, I'll I count that as too many. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Last labyrinth is out this week. Escape a merciless mansion alongside a girl words cannot reach. In an escape the room adventure game that can only be experienced in VR, even though they didn't state it's releasing on VR and the fucking motherfuckers get your shit straight. Players must work to escape a mansion full of hidden dangers with a mysterious girl that appears before them. Mad Games Tycoon on PlayStation 4. In Mad Games Tycoon, build your gaming empire. Start your own game studio in the early 80s. The journey begins in a small garage with little money and limited resources. Create new game concepts, set up your team, and develop the next million hit. Research new technologies, train employees, and buy new and larger office space. 
Mm. Oh boy. All right, we've got next up Mercenaries Wings, the False Phoenix. You know, judging just by this title, I think this is a JRPG. Okay. Probably. Mercenaries Wings, the False Phoenix, is a tactical RPG in which players take control of mercenaries for hire. Hired by a king on a mission to reclaim his kingdom, the group of mercenaries are sent to fight a rebel army as commanded, risking life in exchange for precious coin. All right. Neverwinter Nights Enhanced Edition on PS4. Slick. Slink? What? That's just a weird word. Slink through shadows as a deadly elf, half-elven rogue, wielded fearsome magics as a powerful gnomish sorcerer. Vanquish your foes as armor-clad dwarven paladin. Whatever hero you create, credible adventures await. Hmm. This is an old-school Fireware RPG, I believe. Yeah. I remember... No, I remember... God, guy I went to school with, good friend, back in young days, Brandon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Him and his dad just I, constantly yeah. played these games. <laughs> yeah, I definitely see it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, we've got another old classic game here, Romancing Saga 3. The celebrated RPG classic comes west for the first time. Oh, this is also on Vita, PS4 and Vita. All right. Developed by industry veterans, Romancing Saga 3 was originally released in Japan in 1995. This HD remaster of the legendary RPG masterpiece introduces optimized graphics, a new dungeon to explore, and new scenarios, and a new game plus function. Next up is Sparklight PS4. Digital and retail. Sparklight is an action-adventure set in the whimsical and ever-changing land of... Geodia battles or battle foes in a top-down action oh my god I can't read battle foes in top-down action using an arsenal of gadgets guns and gear explore dangerous corners of the procedurally generated world take down titans of the mining industry and harness the power of sparklight alrighty alright buddy let's go yeah I'm not uh I'm unfamiliar with this. I, I think this is a new IP. Uh, Star Wars yeah. Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah. Huh. That's a title. Yeah. A galaxy-spanning adventure awaits in Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, a third-person action-adventure title from Respawn Entertainment. Hey, they made a, another game this year. Yeah, they did. An abandoned Padawan must complete his training develop new powerful force abilities, and master the art of the lightsaber, all while staying one step ahead of the Empire. Oh, man. I'm excited for this game. I don't know what a Padawan is, but... uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, Reviews hit tonight, so by the time you're listening to this podcast, you'll know if this is a good game or not. Mm. But... Regardless, I'm 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 excited to play it. So I'll hopefully have some thoughts on this next week. Yeah. Uh, next up is VR Ping Pong Pro. Uh, this is a digital and retail release for PlayStation VR. Rackets at the ready. VR Ping Pong Pro is the follow-up 
to the hit table tennis simulator of 2016 VR ping pong. Test your skills with a variety of challenging game modes as you rise up the ranks to become the true ping pong pro. Do you have what it takes? Pick up your virtual racket and find out. Say ping pong pro 10 times fast. Mm, I'd rather not. (laughs) Woven is the next game that I'm going to read about here. Explore a woolen world where stuffed animals once lived in peace. Search for hidden secrets and customize your character with different animal shapes to solve puzzles. An epic adventure with two very unlikely heroes and a story narrated in rhyme. Last game for the week is Yaga on PS4. Smash, clobber, and bash the murderous legends of Slavic mythology in this darkly funny action role-playing game that changes every time you play. Play as Ivan, a one-handed blacksmith with incredibly bad luck, who must take on a possible task given to him by the Tsar. Mm. All right. Okay. Uh, that's that's video games. Yeah. Go get your video games, play your video games. Hashtag Rookie Gang. Uh, who are you? Who, okay, Pokemon right now. Who you? Who you starting as? Um, gosh, who's the grass guy? Grookey? Yeah, Grookey. Yeah, that's who I feel like I'm gonna go with. I love how Grookey looks, dude. I'm gonna name him Weed Kong. Do it. I are see. you? upset with the pokemans like everyone else no. seems to be no fuck no everyone is Good. blowing it out of proportion it's f- uh, fucking wild i completely agree i cannot believe how blown out of proportion it is for this game all those motherfuckers who've been playing 3ds games yes for like the last decade are pissed off at the first switch game right because um, mm, because Dumb shit, man. People are fucking awful. Yes. And it's fucking... I, I'm sorry. It's just... It's Pokemon. Like, you just Mother- look silly when you're upset, that upset over fucking Pokemon. Motherfuckers <laughs> trying to point out technical deficiencies of a video game by slowing down their video, zooming in 400%, and yes. drawing a red circle around things. Yeah. Just ridiculous. Absolutely. Maybe shut the fuck up if that's that's what you're going to complain about. I agree with you on that. I'm excited for that game, though. Yeah. That should be a fun one. Mm-hmm. Ah, uh, man. Yeah, it's, it's going to be fun. So with- your plans are to play that Star Wars game? Yeah, that's that's what I'm I'm hoping. I'm basically these are the last two games coming out this year that I think I'll probably get. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's just going to be playing playing all these games I got now. So I'm I'm excited. No, I think I might this this might be the time that I go and trade in some stuff for for Pokemon. Hey man, I've if got, you want control back, <laughs> I got it for you. <laughs> yeah, I've I still got a Wii U. Okay. I've got... But that's... I'd probably get more money for the one game that I still have for Wii U. And that's uh, Xenoblade Chronicles, because that game's apparently rare in physical form. Mm, yeah. Mm. I I could see that. And, I, yeah, I traded in my Wii U last year. 
I forget how much I got for it, but it, I mean, I got a decent amount, but it wasn't, wasn't, um, as much as I thought I was going to get. Actually, I still have the original Mario maker too. I wonder if I could get anything for that. Yeah, probably. I imagine you'll probably get more for the, yeah, more for the fucking games than you will for the system. So maybe I just trade in the games and keep the system for, maybe weird reasons. (laughs) I'd be curious, like if you called just press play and asked how much. They yeah. would give you what they would say. Yeah, that's a project for tomorrow, though. Uh, yeah. I've got to get this podcast uploaded and all that stuff to you people, so I think that's going to do it for us this week. Yeah. Uh, if you need to get in contact with us between now and next week, you can do that via email at PlayStationReportPodcast at gmail.com or via Twitter at PSReportPodcast. Give us ratings, reviews, share us with your friends. You can find me at the Arctic Sloth. You can find Tyler at Plugged On Vids. That's also his YouTube channel. You haven't been doing too much there, have you? Uh, just some reviews here and there. It's I. It's honestly been really hard to make videos. Yeah, it, just I mean, from schedule, and then even myself, like just trying to make videos. I'm just so fucking busy all the time. It mm-hmm. just gets put on a back burner constantly. Yeah, we're gonna have to figure something out. <laughs> yeah. Alrighty, well, that's going to do it. Until next week, be good to each other, play your video games, and... May the force be with you. I don't know what that means. Wow.